0: High School
1: Holler. Holler Chicago. Steven Spoon Ramsey welcoming everyone from Chicago and all surrounding areas day, to the day, best day, show day, in day, Chicago by High School Sports, the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. We are back on our first show of 2021. And during the Martin Luther King weekend, we are debuting a new segment featuring one-on-one discussions with those CPS coaches who have contributed to the rich tradition behind what we know as the Chicago Public League. We are calling this segment, the H2S2 Legends of CPS Sports. We also wanna welcome and thank our newest sponsor of this segment, Uniquely Cultured Beauty. It's an online beauty retail store that provides an unparalleled selection of quality beauty products that allows you to be confident, and the women that you are. You can find them at their website uniquelyculturedbeauty.com or via the social media by searching Uniquely Cultured Beauty on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We have joining us on the new Legends of CPS Sports segment a man who spent 18 years as a CPS basketball coach as well as forming a non-for-profit community organization aimed at helping kids be better student athletes and attend college, which we'll learn a little bit more about in a moment. He's also involved in the Chicago Public League Basketball Coaches Association and the Illinois Basketball Coaches Association. welcome retired Von Steuben Panther basketball coach Vince Carter to the H2S2 show. Coach Carter, we're glad to have you. Thank you very much. And also joining us is a man that you guys have heard on the H2S2 show before. We broadcast one of their games that went down to the wire. He's the athletic director and head basketball coach at Wells Community High School on the north side. We welcome Michael Horton. Coach Horton, welcome. And you're going to share some fun and fond memories of this man that we're honoring today as our first guest, Coach Carter. How you
0: doing, Coach Horton?
1: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, Coach Carter, Carter, we got to start things off. And I want to know from you firsthand, share with our listeners, when was it that you first fell in love with the game of basketball?
2: (laughs) So I'm going to say that I always loved all the sports, including basketball. So in growing up, uh, It's kind of a funny story how I got into sports. My uh, great aunt owns a farm up in Michigan, Decatur, Michigan, which is down the street from Paw Paw. So anybody, it's it's actually some people that know those places. And uh, I hated going on this farm. Every summer they would send me up there. So as soon as I got old enough to start playing sports, Little League, Junior Bear football, ice skating, whatever it was, I had an excuse not to go up there anymore. It took me all the way till I was grown and we were at a Thanksgiving dinner with my mom and older relatives. And I told them, I said, you know, I always hated going, and we were talking about it, I always hated going up there. And they all looked at me, you really, you hated it? I said, yeah, I just didn't say anything. I just went, started doing sports. But in doing that, I kind of fell in love. You know, I'm, I'm ancient. So, you know, they didn't have like year round basketball. So you kind of had to, you know, switch up with the seasons then if you wanted to continue to play. So we did multiple things. So that's pretty much when I fell in love with basketball.
1: Coach, you've coached this game for well over 18 years now. Who are some of the people that has had a strong influence on your basketball coaching career?
2: So it's ironic uh, in growing up, you know, it wasn't like it is today with TV. But the games that were, that always interested me would be the UCLA versus Notre Dame. So John Wooden was always my favorite basketball coach. And UCLA obviously had all the great players. And so even when I first started coaching, and uh, Michael can attest to this, uh, we always played a 2-2-1 press. And I actually got that from John Wooden in playing basketball. But as I moved up, uh, coach Clint Lewis, who was the varsity coach when I first started coaching, he was the varsity coach, and I was the uh, I came on as the JB coach. He was very uh, instrumental and um, and starting me off, and you know I was kind of doing the AAU, so he knew I could coach a little bit, you know. And it was just I was just you know the youngest man on the totem pole at the school. But then as I started to get into it and be the varsity coach, you know the old school coaches like Coach Cox, Coach Hambrick. Michael, Redmond, Dorothy Gators, Luther Bedford, you know, those were kind of the mentors that I kind of looked up to, to see the types of things that they were doing. Um, I got a funny Hamburg story. So we were, um, we all played at NIU. So von Steuben at first didn't really do the extra stuff that everybody like camps and stuff. So, you know, I was all into that traveling and doing stuff. So, you know, we're going to go play in the NIU, uh, tournament so you know coach Hamburg had a just an air about himself that a lot of people you know he kind of was off to himself you know and you know he's just that person that everybody was kind of afraid to approach so we're at niu and we're at moody bible he's sitting out in the lobby by himself and my team's out there in a lot you know we're not playing so i see the chair next to him so i go sit next to him so we start talking you know he talks to me i'm talking to him and this is right when we were kind of getting a little to be a little better. And he was telling me, ah, oh, you know, we play this game at Chicago State against Dunbar. They really haven't been that good lately. So I'm pepping us up. Yeah, you know, my student, we're up on the rise and our fans travel. And I graduated from Chicago State. You know, we get, I, you know, and so um, we go and play them and we actually beat them. <laughs> at Chicago State and Rob Smith was the sophomore coach and Rob and I were at that time Rob and I were uh, friends and uh, Rob said man you really made an impression on Coach Hamburg he he really likes you he thinks you really, you know really nice so that's probably one of the things that's what I knew I had kind of made it <laughs> and so that's my Hamburg story and I was the only one that sat over there talking to him and then after that I mean he wasn't super duper talkative. But he wasn't like Mr. Standoff. She just kind of, you know, is one of those guys that, you know, okay, what am I going to say to him? <laughs> you know, and so we just started talking. So after that, you know, I won't, you know, we weren't drinking buddies, but you know what I mean? But we became, it was like a little respect, you know, of how we ran our program at Bond. So all of that combined probably got me really started.
1: How did you two men connect? And, and what's the, the relationship that you guys have had over the years?
2: So he was just this lost kid. Step now, nah, I'm playing. <laughs> now nah, I'm joking. Uh, so you know, before I coached basketball at AU, uh, well, I don't like to call it that travel basketball over in Cabrini. We had a baseball program, and so we were playing baseball. And one of the guys that was on the team actually brought him to the to the team, and so. I don't know if he's playing shortstop or second base or something, but he actually started out as the baseball player as well, so both of us were baseball players that gravitated coaches that gravitated into basketball but i'll let you I'll let him speak on that if he wants to
0: <laughs> so, Jordan, do you recall how how, how that went no that's 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 pretty much right uh, I went to school. I actually went to school in uh, in the Cabrini area, went to elementary school, Meniere, as a matter of fact, and uh, one of my classmates, we had been in the same classroom for the, for a number of years, and he played with the demons, but I played with uh, the Golden Seals, uh, which was based out of like Humboldt Park, Wicker Park area. Uh, and so we would play the demons, but then my friend was telling me, he was like, you know, you you go to school with us, you live right here, you should be playing with the demons. And I was like, nah, I'm going to stay with my team. I got a pretty good team. But then the Demons went to Florida. My team wasn't traveling like that. <laughs> and I was like, man, I should join the Demons. And then, um, it, was, it was, I actually came on, it was a fall league, for my eighth grade year It was a fall league played at uh, maybe uh, Washington Park or something. And uh, my friend told me, he's like, yeah, you can come. It's not too late. And I showed up, played baseball. And then... Uh, a couple months later, basketball trials started, and I came on, and that was 1984. And I've still, and I've been working with him right. ever since.
1: Now, Coach Horton, how have you been re- remaining involved with Coach Carter over those years? I mean, you said this is initially started in 1984. Outside of being a player,
0: yeah. Well, it's this is a real simple answer. Uh, I come from a family that. You know didn't do a lot of travel wasn't heavily engaged in sports and uh, carter came into our neighborhood and provided an outlet for a lot of young people and on a personal level he helped me with a lot of things so as i got older and i and i started to develop into the my adult life i decided that i want to do the same thing i want to give back to people uh, because that's 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 one of the reasons why i became successful Is i felt like he was able to be there for me along with other adults And I just wanted to be that same person. So that's how it all happened for me.
1: Now, Coach Carter, you have received various accolades over the years of coaching. What are some of those accolades and which of those are most important to you as a coach?
2: Well, it's ironic. and You know, I wasn't always always this uh, athletic uh, juggernaut uh, that you speak of. So I always tell everybody, you now when I was growing up, I was a little more nerdy and stuff like that. And so I'm one of these people that, uh, that save, like when kids give me like thank you cards and Christmas cards, and he'll attest to this. And even from my school, like when I've been teaching, like I still have my first class, they, when I left that student teaching and then they transferred me to Vine, they gave me these cards. And those people are probably in there close to 50. <laughs> you know, themselves. And so I still have all of that. So I'm one of those people that save everything. So I'm not going to say that any one thing, you know, was super special over the other stuff. But, you know, I, I, I've i been the, you know, Chicago Public League Coaches Hall of Fame, you know, with two awards, you know, one kind of for service and one for coaching. Um, I'm in the IBCA. I was coach of the year a few times with that. So, I mean, to me, when you get an award from people that you actually work with because you never know what they if they really like you or not <laughs> and i'm joking but you know what i'm saying and, and so those awards i think you know mean a lot you know i've gotten other awards for other things for community service and things like that so for me all the awards are you know it's not one that's more ooh, you know it's not like i won the heisman or something you know it's nothing like that but i think that anytime that you're, uh, Co-workers and everyone uh recognizes the body of work that you've done. Those are great awards.
1: Now, when you look back over your coaching career, Coach Carter, what, if anything, would you do differently if you were still coaching?
2: I find more six, seven players. <laughs> I think that uh, you know, you can't teach height. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know if I would have done anything different. I, I and I can let maybe Michael can, you know, I'm not one of these people. He could he could tell you if I did this or not. I'd like to think that I changed the way I coached when the game changed. You know, a lot of coaches, you know, they want to continue to do it their way. And and I like to think, and maybe it's because I taught school too. And so I saw how teenagers would, you know, how they're they're like, you know, like I teased the the 2003 group, we laugh about how big they wanted to wear their jerseys, hanging all down off their butt. Now the kids want the jerseys to be small. You know, and even then I say, no, we're just going to buy the jerseys so they fit you. No, 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 then we're going to look funny, you know. (laughs) You know, so so some of the stuff that kids did, I think, you know, I, I changed with the game. You know, even in my teaching, I, I kept up with what the kids liked. So I like, you know, I, I like rap music. I, you know, I, I like things like that. They say, I know everybody. Uh, and so I think that's, that's one of the things. So, and then I feel like, I feel like I matured as a coach, you know, over the years, Michael had a lot to do with that. Cause he's one of those people that doesn't mind telling me when I'm screwing up or when I screwed up, he don't mind telling me, and you know, Ninety percent of the time, he's right. You know, ten percent I get him back on. The, no, no, no. That's what I said. <laughs> but But um, you need to, you know, and you. I don't have that big of an ego where you can't tell me if I'm wrong. It might hurt my feelings for like twenty minutes or so, but I get over it. And and I um, and I'm like that. So a lot of people like on the boards that I serve on, they like that because they say, well, you just. You know, my principal definitely liked it when I was the math chairman because, you know, I tell teachers who couldn't, weren't doing a good job of teaching, I tell them in a second. So, I mean, not in a negative way or being tough, but, you know, like being a coach, you know, your man is kicking your butt. He's going to play better defense. So I'm going to get somebody else to go out there. So I don't think I would do too many things different. I mean, it's always what if I knew, you know. So I always tell people if I knew what I knew now, I would have beat Sean Livingston's team in 2003, (laughs) so I never blame the kids for that. I always blame myself. And then 2004, I kind of screwed that up too. So after that, I got a little bit more mature uh, in the way I uh, uh, approached the game and coached. And so, you know, I'm not, you know, I think I, I think, you know, I did a
1: good job. (laughs) You've coached a number of players throughout your career, Coach Carter. Such as Coach Horton. Share with us, who are some of the most memorable moments that you've had with some of your former players, and who are they?
2: You know, I think in high school, uh, and I was I thought about this when you had asked me that earlier. Um, the two the two games I remember from high school that I, that always strikes me the most is uh, beating Brother Rice at the United Center to go downstate, and um, and, and I think that was memorable on, like, a couple of levels. First of all, they had just beaten Julian and Simeon. And then they had to come to Chicago. You know, then, So they're coming in there thinking, we can beat all the public league teams. Now, the ironic thing about that is I went to Leo. So some of the dads of the kids at Brother Rice at that time were at Brother Rice when I was at Leo. So I knew them. And so, you know, it, it was kind of a, you know, they, they you know, they thought that, you know, that was our first year going to regionals and section, super sectionals. And, um, uh, you know, it was like Arnie Duncan made this and everybody was mad at him. You know, Arnie Duncan and I are still friends and uh, I saw him at Thanksgiving. I still remind him how I saved his job at CPS. So he could go on and be the secretary of education, and we just laugh about that all the time. So I think that was one of the big wins, and it, and it was so funny because uh, one of my other assistant coaches lived up by the school, and uh, after the after the game and all the interviews and everybody was excited, you know, Northside team won the city championship, much less going downstate, you know, from the, since the '40s. So we stopped at the um, White Castle on. Uh, 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 Kedzie and uh, Addison and we go in and and it's like people from the north side oh that's so great north side team you know they were like super excited like all of a sudden I was like this mini celebrity on the north side (laughs) and uh, that's one of the most memorable times I mean the next day at school the kids were excited the teachers were excited. I went from having one assistant coach to every teacher telling me to run this play. All of a sudden, people we thought never even liked basketball. They were like all into it, and how we getting downstate? And you know, we had about 15, 20 buses that we took down there. And so that probably was that week. I think we played on that Monday, and we left on that Thursday. So that week was pretty much one of the, um, one of the exciting things.
1: Coach Horton, is there a, a moment that you remember uh, as an assistant coach with Coach Carter that always will stick out to you, that's helped you in your coaching career?
0: Uh, I actually have three outside of those games. I really enjoyed those. But I have three, um, and I'll be real brief. Uh, one of the first ones is, and it was, this is a lesson in taking advantage of your opportunities, and I share this story with some of my kids. Uh, everybody that knows Von Steuben basketball from that era knows Angel Santiago, and uh, Angel unfortunately missed a game, and and I can't even recall why he was going to miss a game, but Jeremy Simmons, uh, in that game it was against Northside College Prep, and they were they were pretty decent back then, and Jeremy scored 49 points, and that's when he started to be recruited by schools, and like he his star blossomed, and and I, and I said to, and I say this to people all the time. Uh, maybe he didn't. Ha- he wouldn't have had that chance had Angel been there to at least score that many points. I mean, his game was evolving. But uh, I always look at that as, hey, when you get your opportunity, you need to be ready, which is why you always need to to work because you never know when your opportunity may come. That stands out, and I still sh- I use that story. Uh, one of the ones that also stands out to me, uh, the year that Hillcrest was number one, uh, we played them at Proviso West. And that was a great game for me. Again, I, I don't even look at things for me personally, but for Von Steuben, that was, you know, this was after the, the downstate run and all that. This was showing, this showed that there's a level of consistency here, that this team is going to be good. It can be reckoned with for a number of years. And a lot of the young people that I had that grew up with me on the Demons and played at the YMCA played a big role in that game. And to go up against Jarrell McNeil and Maurice Acker and for them to play well, and we beat them by quite a bit. Yeah always stands out and I felt I was proud of the program I was proud of the kids that I was close to and then uh the other one that stands out to me was uh senior night uh my son senior night uh seeing <laughs> coming on seeing had uh there was a tie for the conference whoever wins this game wins the conference Sin goes up by one point uh with like five seconds to go we had to go the length of the court I'm in there, Carter's in there, we're yelling out of plays. This is what we're gonna do, this is what we're gonna do. And my son said, just give me the ball. He took the ball, wrap around dribble, beat the first guy, gets in the open court, pulls up a jump shot over 5 guy challenge. It went in off the backboard, but the fact is it went in, we won the conference. He won his senior night game, won uh, conference. And Bond Steuben held on to that, those, uh, those consecutive years of uh, Red North Championships.
1: Coach Carter, you helped to develop and create the Project Education Plus program. Tell us how the PEP came about and how it has uplifted the lives of hundreds of youth in the city of Chicago.
2: So um, in 1980, really 1979, uh the schools were going through some uh some problems with um with uh money. I know that's a surprise. CPS and money. <laughs> and um you know, I was still a young teacher. That's only my like my third year teaching, uh third or fourth year. So I'm at the low man on total pole. So anyway, you know, Christmas comes and they decide not to pay everybody. So nobody can believe they were, you know, the two times previous they kept saying, uh, you know, CPS is out of money, not gonna pay you. Somebody came through and, you know, they finally paid us. But the Friday before Christmas break, okay, people were like in tears. They didn't pay us. So we didn't go back to, it's, it's kind of similar to the situation now. So when they come out to break, we're not back in school because they don't wanna pay us. So the union's like, no, nah, we're not going back. So some of the kids, so I'm at Disney Magnet School. So some of the kids at Disney Magnet School's parents, who lived in Cabrini, they call me. And they like, well, you know, we got this building and the kids, you know, everybody's opening up these little places where people could tutor the kids because they're not going to school. And so they asked me and a couple other people that worked at the school, you know, maybe you could come down. But I'm thinking, you know, it's 30 below zero, they out here marching, I hate cold weather. Sure, I'll come in, you know, that's my excuse not to pick it, you know. So we go down there, the strike lasts another two weeks. That's the that, until this last one that was the longest strike ever. I think we were out like 25 days and they're not even counting the, the Christmas break. So anyway, so we go down there and, you know, we work with the kids and, you know, they, they, they tricked me. You know, oh, you did such a, you know, you did a good job with the kids. We need a program like this all the time, blah, 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 blah. And so uh, they introduced me to Jesse White who was then just the state rep. So, um, you know, I'm like, yeah, it'd be nice to run my own program and stuff like that. So then we just started in the summer. And then that's kind of close to where you know, four years before I actually met Michael. But you know, first we just had a baseball team, and, and, and it just worked out like you said. I went to the baseball game with some of the kids I knew. They was coaching themselves out in the field at Cabrini, and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm watching them, and the umpire's not calling it fair, and everybody. So it's like, man, we need a coach. So they sucked me in, and 40 years later, I'm still. 40, 40 years later, there's condos out there where to build. <laughs> but um that's how it started.
1: What would you say is the biggest contribution to you as a coach and to the public lead that coach Carter has offered you?'
0: given spirit uh, so he's, he's provided a lot uh, to me in terms of not not even material things, but just like uh, knowledge and, and willing to to listen and willing to support I mean, he still supports my teams even when we he had a team. I mean, he opened up opportunities uh, with his shootout, the Chops Billinger shootout, where, again, no one probably would have invited Wells to participate in anything like that. And I think with uh, Chicago Public Schools, it's the same way. Uh, he's a member of uh, the uh, Coaches Association, he was the president, he was uh, the, the uh, Illinois uh, the State Board. So he's, he's contributed in a number of ways with, with just with lending knowledge, time. Uh, I've, I've seen him on several evenings. Uh, research and information to take back to the coaches. He's still informing people about things that's going on, tournaments, opportunities for their players. So I think uh, outside of the wins and losses, that's the biggest thing. He's he's continuing to support the coaches and the programs so that the youth involved in CPS can still have an enjoyable time and a, and a gratitude uh, and an experience in which they can be uh, grateful for.
1: i Public League publicly, family recently lost a member the passing of cbs cavalier head basketball coach donnie dk Kersey. talk about uh, coach cursey and his contribution to the chicago public league
2: i think donnie was just like me except he was a way better dresser <laughs> you know he come in with a suit i'm coming in with my jogger suit on and uh, you know uh, something but um he and I were on all the committees so like I said we had these issues with some of the coaches over the uh, you know last year at a couple of the schools he and I were like the two-man committee and we worked together we went to operation push and we talked to the board of education and we you know we gave them suggestions on how to solve all this stuff and we did stuff like that together so we actually you know the last you know we did a lot you know, and he 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 told me that, you know, he wasn't happy. You know, he's at CP, he was at CBS. It's not the CBS. You know, that's his alma mater. So sometimes when you go back, like uh, Michael said, sometimes when you go back to where you were before, like back to your neighborhood or something, and it's changed, you kind of feel a certain way about that. And I think that that's, you know, and I had to remind him, I'm like, well, you know, the board, you know, allows CPS, uh, uh, CBS to just kind of fade away, you know? And so he understood that. So I think that was bothering him a little bit. Uh, I actually had, you know, before he passed, I actually had talked to him that week. We were still talking about, you know, what we thought the board was going to do as far as uh, starting up sports and stuff. And, you know, he and I were kind of on the same page who I talked to, who he talked to. You know, that Sunday, uh, he was on this Facebook page live with the church stuff. And then they called me at five o'clock in the morning and said that he had passed away. And I was like, well, wait, he was just on Facebook. You know no nah, this can't be true um he he you know and i i don't he was one of those people that didn't talk a lot about himself. I think, like I said, we're similar you know i don't I don't need all that extra i mean, I like when somebody everybody likes when somebody says you're doing a good job, and so I think that part of it is good um you know, uh he did some college stuff uh and 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 we worked you know some of the kids that he had he would let come play with me on the demons, you know, cause he knew what kind of program I run. You know, he was, he was like me. He would tell these guys, You know, he might've been a little less tactful. He's more like, more like Michael, He's a little less tactful than me. But you know, he would tell these guys when they, you know, not doing what they need to do and stuff like that. Uh, that's going to be hard to replace. No disrespect to the younger coaches. They don't, they're not, you know, I mean, I guess when we were growing up, like serving the community and, giving back and, you know, I went to Catholic school and, you know, and so you, you kind of get indoctrinated by that. And, you know, you know what I'm saying? The younger guys seem to be a little bit, they're not, I'm not going to say they don't want to give back. And they like coaching and everything. It's just not the same breed. And so we both understood that we were always trying to find ways to bring them into the fold, to make them want to do more stuff. So we would get them to do more things. You know, it's kind of like he was on the south side; I'm on the north side. It's perfect. You know, we, we got both sides covered. I mean, there's other people in the committees too, and um, you know, it's just it's really sad. It's gonna be hard to replace Donnie.
1: Coach Carter. Before I let you go, we always want to give our guests an opportunity to acknowledge those who have supported you throughout your coaching career. Who would you like to give thanks to? in your circle of family, friends, at this time that have supported you throughout your coaching career? Well, beside Michael, who I've already,
2: uh, you know, can't say enough, uh, you know, it's ironic. And I guess, you know, you don't get this choice to grow older, that here's some young man who, uh, you know, came just to play baseball then ended up uh, helping run a program and coaching. And we've been, you know, now he's older than me. And, uh, we, you know, I'm, I'm helping him cross the street. <laughs> but I mean, so that would be number one. There's a lot of people that help in different ways and I'm able to like, uh, you know, like, like, like there's people that help with Project Education Plus cause that's their thing. Then there's people that help with the basketball thing because that's their, their sports is their thing. So we have a lot of people, especially over the years. I think the biggest, as I, right now, as I'm older, my biggest joy is the fact that many of the people I coached or taught school, you know, at the school where I taught at Vaughn have come back to help, whether it's with the academic programming or the uh, basketball team. We have a senior citizens program that we run you know, or, you know, just to beg for money, like they're still uh, 15, you know? So those those people are, uh, you know, people I like to uh, thank. Um, The people that actually help put the programming together, I think those people are important and uh, support. Uh, The people that, you know, volunteer, uh, but donate and support, I like to thank all of those people. the majority of the principals I've had over the years have, were, were very supportive. My family has been supportive. You know, my mom was crazy at first, but then she finally came around. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, she finally she she finally came around. I tell people that all the time. So all those people are the people I, uh, uh, you know, I appreciate you thinking that I did something enough to ask me to be on your your show. So I appreciate everyone,
1: Coach Carter, Coach Horton. We want to thank both of you and we appreciate both of you sharing your time with us. No problem. You can always listen to a post of today's show along with some of our other past shows and segments by tuning into the Urban Fieldhouse Media website. That's urbanfieldhousemedia.com. Another great way to listen to the H2S2 show is by subscribing to our podcast on itunes and google play as well as follow us on soundcloud you can find us on all of those under the name urban Fieldhouse media holler at us on social media via facebook and twitter the high school holler sports show page on facebook and at urban field house on twitter always know god loves you and we do too until next time i'm stephen spoon ramsey saying Ah at you next week stay masked up and stay safe chicago we're
0: all in this together peace high school holla.